0: There, and welcome back to My Sister is Your Sister. This is Karen and I am so happy to be here with you today. We have so much to talk about. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Hmm. Why don't you grab your favorite beverage and sit a spell and do some sistering with us. We have so much to talk about, so much to share and we hope that one of these days you'll be able to come and hang out with us on our podcast yes you write us say I want to come on the air and let's do it well let's get back to the program because Kelly's waiting for us
1: hi everybody and thanks for joining us for another episode of my sister is your sister I'm Kelly here with my sister Karen And today, we are joined by Andrea. Andrea is our next woman entrepreneur who is living her dream, um, working on becoming a reality. So, Andrea, hi. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yes, thank you for inviting me.
1: So for for our listeners, I will say I will give a high-level background so oh, high, high level. High level. High level. And then we'll bring in the deets. So you have been working over the last, what, year and a half, two years on creating your dream of opening a brewery. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so why don't you tell everybody kind of like how this dream started, where this came from?
2: Um. I guess as long as I can remember, I actually wanted to open a bar. Um, I kind of, you know, went down a rabbit hole with my therapist at one point. And we believe it is stemmed from um, like my parents' alcoholism. And they're constantly, um, you know, leaving us, you know, to always be at bars. There was bars were always better. Um, And then as I got, once we moved to Florida with my husband and our family, we kind of got more into the craft beer scene. And as we went in that direction, um, that's when I thought a brewery is more of something that I wanted, not like a wild and crazy bar. You know, I wanted to create something that would be fun and cool and, you know, be a space that had the best out of, you know, all the local places that we've gone to, um, just in one environment. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had to, uh, go do a health check on my sister-in-law in LA during COVID and, uh. One night we went back to her hotel with some, um, you know, takeout, um, you know, smoking and everything, and just all of a sudden just started like thinking about what would make a great brewery. And this uh, literary theme uh, for a brewery kind of just started stemming from there. And this whole family's kind of love of books and love of reading, and from my in laws to my children um, and myself.
1: Mm-hmm. So your brewery is the ABL, which stands for? Yes, Athenium Brew Lounge. And so I before you uh, shared the name with me, I had never heard this name. I had never heard this word. This is a new word for me. And I'm going to call myself out. I haven't done the research. Is exactly what it means. <laughs>
2: Yes. Uh, so, Athenium is pretty much, it's an institution for scientific and literary learning. Mm. Um, you know, brewing beer is, it's all science. I've started mm-hmm. doing it with our brewer, Simon. Uh, you know, we're using fractometers and you have to, you know, uh, weigh the gravity of the beer to get your alcohol. It's, it's so much science. It's its overwhelming in a sense. And then adding the books um, on top of that, having a lending library set up in there, um, we'll merge those two into one. Awesome space.
1: Mm-hmm. So, two. So, you kind of started this idea, this concept two years ago, and earlier this year, you got the keys handed over to the space that you're going to be um, be in for your brewery. Um, but in between two years ago and when you got the keys. Like, tell us a little bit about the journey to get there. Um,
2: I would say probably for almost like the first year, not quite, is it was just kind of something I still talked about from time to time and joked about. And um, as the more I talk to other people and other friends and everybody's like, oh, like that I would do, you know, really well uh, as like a bartender running thing, you know, I'd love to talk to people and, you know, dig deep, you know, like you guys do here, um, and just experience just other people. And, and since I've been in Florida 11 years, I've been working remotely. Um, mm-hmm. so I haven't had too, too many opportunities of getting out and meeting people. It's just been by happen chance, like us meeting you, um, which has worked out well so far, <laughs> um, it's very well so far. Um, uh, but I just thought it'd be like something cool to do. And, um, I don't even know when Chris, my husband, uh, finally got on board with everything. It was,
0: was it a big sell for him?
2: No, no, <laughs> no. Chris was, was very hesitant about all this for a very long time. Um, he liked toying with the idea, um, but wasn't really sure about us, like making it, you know, a reality mm-hmm. and, somehow we started talking a little bit more serious I wanted to to do it and started taking um, classes through our local Pasco um, EDC uh, last October I did that and that was to learn how to like set up the business and um, and for those who yeah. don't know EDC is I don't even remember right now <laughs> economic development something okay awesome. it, it's a program that our county had put together. Um, to try to gain more small businesses mm-hmm. and um, kind of limit, you know, everybody that's big out there and give, kind of give you a uh, course to go through uh, what's needed between your licensing, how to come up with, uh, you know, your financial plans and thinking about the small things of advertising and location. And they had all these cool tools that we could, you know, play online with to look at our county area and the bars and how much they make and what areas are doing what, and where there was a lack of um, you know, bars or and breweries and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun experience. And then uh he started talking to his boss about some of the stuff and he loved the idea as well. And so he's been helping us on the journey. And then a friend of ours, Simon, who we'd met at a home brewing competition, I think it was last October. No, two years October, sorry. Uh has also been his dream to eventually own or ha- run a brewery, be a brewer, and uh, so when I posted about it, he chimed in and was like, "Oh, if you need a brewer, like I definitely be you know interested in finding out more." And we met up with him more on a personal level mm-hmm. for the first time, and we all really vibe together, and that's one of the most I think important things if getting in business with somebody is is the whole vibe. And then we got introduced to his family more. We you know have get-togethers once a month, you know, either our house or his and with the family and just been trying to grow and getting to know each other and, you know, blending the family. So it's, it's been a really interesting and awesome journey. And then, yeah, we um, by chance came by a location in Dade City, I think around January was the first time that it popped up. We went and looked at the space. We fell in love. It's in historic downtown Dade City, right across from the original courthouse, which is so Mm -hmm. cool to me because, you know, every hour you can hear all the clock chimes and you can hear the train down the street. And it just felt so quaint and such a really cool place to throw in, you know, a a library kind of style setting, you know, being able to look out the window and see that beautiful courthouse. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't financially in the place to pull the trigger, and so they did have a couple leases that they'd started to work with. And as we were on our end, you know, working on getting loans and everything else figured out, uh, their newest potential, um, tenant wasn't able to fulfill their lease anymore. And so they fell out and then they started more serious talks with us about the things in the lease um, mm-hmm. that we wanted help with, like, uh, abatement, meaning, uh, not paying rent while we're in so much of the build time as since obviously we're not making money, it's hard to pay money. Right. And uh, they finally agreed to, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, us, you know, making the changes that we need to the building, they were totally on board with and love the idea and concepts. And we officially signed uh, July 1st was I believe like the first official day when we were able to go in and, and claim it as our own.
1: Mm-hmm. So now, since then, obviously, several months have passed. So you and Chris, I know, have done some of the direct demolition work, right? Um, So where are you in the build-out process at this point? We are still, I guess,
2: most the way through the demo portion of it. Um, We found a few surprises in the, in the building, which, Mm -hmm. you know, caused us hiccups. And then uh, the changes to the plans as we wanted to uh, put in like a garage door to have somewhat of a outdoor patio feel, even though Mm -hmm. you're inside. Mm -hmm. And once we opened that wall up on the inside, there are so many previous openings that weren't filled in Mm. that we are way too nervous to like put a bigger hole in that space. So there's been a lot of rethinking of what to do in the space then, now that there was four doorways and eight windows, oh, um, which are only sealed on the outside. Okay. So it was created a, a lot for us. Uh, of, that was one of my biggest hangups ups was, was getting something where I felt outdoors. Uh, Kelly, you know me well enough. I'm, I'm not a, a person who likes to be trapped. I, I need to see my surroundings, mm-hmm. and I like to be outdoors. So. We were kind of creating that environment for me as well and my mental health um, to not go stir crazy in there. But I think finally we've worked past that. And now we are just waiting for them to tear down most of the ceiling so that we can have the exposed beams there. I guess I should have prefaced this building is 103 years old. Mm -hmm. So there's lots to find and um, lots of cool original pieces in there so once we can get through all of this then I think uh the next couple months things are going to go really really fast probably faster than I'm prepared for but
1: (laughs) (laughs) isn't that always the way yes well just like any construction or any type of remodel or anything it always takes longer costs more money than you originally anticipate
2: always always Always. yes and that's that's added to some of the stress and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, how to still make it what's been in my head this whole time, mm-hmm. um, still work with all these, you know, new little, uh, I guess, uh, I don't quite want to say hiccups, but, you know, all these new things thrown at me that I've got to figure out of, of how right. to broaden, weave around them and continue still forward mm-hmm. um, has been interesting and a little stressful at times. Uh, Chris and I don't agree on a whole lot of it. Uh, or yeah, just some of the changes that need to be made. I'm more concerned, start getting more concerned about financially, uh, which is funny because he's more concerned about trying to make it the way that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's interesting how we kind of flipped um, as it's gone, you know, further and further and more expensive and more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just shows, you know, how much Chris does care about, you know, what I need to make this work and knowing that, my mental health is going to be one of the key factors that, you know, keeps this business going and mm-hmm. hopefully turns profitable and, you know, we don't lose our home and everything else we own in the meantime.
0: Yeah. Oh, that won't happen.
1: That no. Won't happen. No. Our giant audience <laughs> is going to support yes. you. And I She's mean. so sarcastic. <laughs> Do you hear it? <laughs> hey, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's go- It's, it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. We're growing day by day. And, and you know what? We're getting better day by day. So that's okay. You know, the first couple were not, they were but stiff. They were, they they were, were stiff.
0: stiff. Yeah.
1: I'll admit it. We're a lot looser now. Yes. So. I actually think this is a really interesting concept because when you think of a brewery, you don't automatically think of a literary theme or library theme or like book lending. So I'm... Really, really interested to see like how this all comes together. Like, I certainly have heard you go into detail about like your vision and how you would like to see it. So, I I really am interested to see like how it all comes together and excited to see that. Um, I will say I also know that over the last year year and a half, you and Chris and Simon have been super involved in the brewing community. You are consistently, uh, I mean, almost weekly, multiple times a week, going to different events and um, and things like that to either share your brew or test other brewer- breweries um, and things like that. So can you tell me a little bit about or not just me I mean, you can tell my sister too she won't
0: but uh, you know I just think I'm just waiting for my moment when she inhales to take to ask my questions I'm fine you keep going girl you've got this
1: now I'm all off track Lord knows where I was going but I want to know like what are what are some of the uh tips or advice that you've heard from other bre- bre- brewers, brewers, oh. brew brewers, 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 brewers. Uh-huh. as you've been going to these different events. Uh, well, the first one I can tell you for sure from
2: people who actually own and run a brewery is hundred percent. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> which <is> always <laughs> it's always finished with a laugh. And they talk about how stressful it was and how, you know, there, there's so much to it on like licenses and the building you get and everything that you're doing. And they're so strict on rules around here, you know, for for craft brewing and it really sucks. And, you know, there is uh, Florida Brewers Guild is trying to change some of those laws. Like there's a big issue with uh, like if I wanted to get it into distribution, you know, getting my beer even just Places in Florida, not even talking about out of Florida, uh, there's these, you know, payments that you have to make to the government and everything else. Mm -hmm. And those are the same across the board, no matter the size of your brewery. Uh, mm. We are going to have a much smaller brewery. And as some people know, uh, Tampa is now home to one of Yingling Breweries. Mm -hmm. So they pay the same amount as we would. Well, that doesn't seem... Exactly, quite right. So, yes. So, so there's little things like that that they've been you know trying to change and you have to you know submit all of your can work art before you can use it and it's a it's very interesting you know all the ways they try to bleed money out of these little small businesses mm-hmm. just trying to make a difference and um, I'd say besides that is you know they s- say to have fun, keep doing what we're doing, get ourselves out there. Meeting a lot of other breweries, meeting a lot of just other people with similar interests, and talking to as many owners and brewers as we can—that'll give us the time of day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they—it's one of the craziest communities. That is one of the most welcoming and supportive communities where it's not. And oh my god, like so and so is coming down the street, and they're going to steal my you know patrons and da 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 da. They are like. Oh my God! Like someone's going to be down the street. They're like, "This is fantastic." Now my, my patrons are going to you know increase because mm-hmm. people you know are more likely to go to an area where there's multiple breweries as opposed to just one. You know they they like to go and experience a couple if they're going to come you know like out to date city, right? And uh, so it's it's such a a different thing to try to to get into. Mm-hmm. I'd say besides that, it's just you know knowing when to stop and just humbling yourself and, um, just focus on making great beer and then the rest of it should fall into
0: place. I see that on your Facebook page, you guys are really socially, um, active. And I think that's such a huge part of growing and growing your following before you're Mm -hmm. actually open is incredible. That has been such a smart job and task on your side. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you guys have really done a great job and your artwork is amazing. Oh, thank you. I I love it.
2: all done by Chris. Chris has been learning these programs and I mean, he does IT, but it's never stuff, you know, on this kind of a level and Mm -hmm. he's been doing it. Yeah. And like the newest one he did for Halloween, I was blown away I think it looks awesome like it's just tweaked enough that it's still our logo but Mm -hmm. I think it's really really cool as well
0: so thank you for that he absolutely did a great job um I love the look of it I love that kind of old school traditional almost tattoo vibe it gives Mm -hmm. you know that um I, I just think it's a very cool look what actually gives you what what is your favorite book what is something that you will have on the shelf the day you open Mm -hmm. Uh, i'd say
2: my favorite book through my whole life has been fahrenheit 451 i just remembered like how futuristic but then not it was and you know all the things that they had thought for the fu- you know instead of just a tv then it's three you know you're surrounded by the walls, so you feel like you're incorporated into a tv show and you know the fact that they just would go and and destroy all these books is just i think it's heartbreaking and we're seeing that now yeah, and so mm-hmm. i think it still resonates from when i read it in high school uh, mm-hmm. lots of years ago to now and um It is still a book that I could pick up and read, you know, anytime and just still enjoy it and then still find something new where I can compare to as times are changing Mm -hmm. has been that. And uh, we've been very, very lucky. We have a really awesome group of friends as well as I'm involved with some of those uh, like free online sites, those buy nothing groups that are so popular. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people know what I'm doing. so. There are times when I just get a message of, hey, I just dropped a bag of books on your doorstep. You know, please let us know when you're open. And so we are already, I still have a bunch to scan, but I would say, well, once I do that next week, we'll have over 700 books that we'll be opening with. And Awesome. up until January, I'm sure that's just going to grow from there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Good for and you, then- honey. That's Fantastic.
2: Yeah. And Chris is in love. His whole family is Stephen King fans. Mm -hmm. And uh, his parents are moving away and packed up everything. So we inherited um, all their other copies of the books. So that leaves ours to be able to go in the brewery and just have one space that Stephen King with, you know, the Christine model cars and the little Funko Pop dolls and all the little interesting things you've seen all over for The Shining and Pennywise and Mm -hmm. all that cool stuff. So there'll be... And be kind of interesting, like a eclectic mix of stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, to showcase the different books and the different things that that not only mean a lot to us, but you know that we feel a lot of people will appreciate who are, you know, big bibliophiles that that are, you know this is
1: what they've been looking forward to once they mm-hmm. found out that we're opening. So I think you've talked about this before, um, but like to your point right now, like having like a a Stephen King section, like are there going to be a couple sections like that that are like dedicated to an author or to a topic or um, anything like that? That I've still been toying with. I've had,
2: you know, people tell me that books should just be, you know, alphabetical by the author no matter what. There are ones who do like that it's separated, you know, fantasy from fiction to nonfiction. And um, I haven't quite, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those as I'm finally putting the books on the shelves at the brewery um, or until somebody gives me an idea that I'm just like, yes, that's the one. Mm -hmm. I do know that like our collection of the Harry Potter books will be on a floating shelf. So it won't be a part of the lending library. There will be sections that are like that. It'll be out of reach. It's a a tall building. So to take up that space, we want to fill it with stuff like that and then have like the sorting hat sitting on top of the Harry Potter, like stack of books that just people will see and, you know, some things around that and kind of highlight some of those. And then we will have a shelf and slowly start adding and highlighting local authors. Mm -hmm. I've actually been to a few events to meet some of those, and they're all awesome, and are super excited about the idea of it. I have a girlfriend who is just a model for uh, book art. Mm. We will have all of her stuff, and um, she's just an amazing human being. So I would love to support her and everybody that she's supporting, you know, by doing their uh, being the model on the cover of the books. And that's awesome. So we'll have stuff like that, local author shares, and you know, tr- maybe highlights and maybe as we grow and have more employees and kind of do, you know, what we're reading now or, uh, you know, favorite new, or I don't know, you know, kind of like they used to do in Blockbuster where they have mm-hmm. the you know, the little picks. This is the yeah. Chair. Like this is
1: Bob's <laughs> picks of the week. This <laughs> exactly. Yes. This week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Trying to just kind of figure out all those kinds of things. And then of course I'm just open to all suggestions and, um, anybody else's thoughts on what could be cool or what could work or things that I haven't thought of that I could implement into the space. Cause.
1: So when you say you're scanning these books, so you said you're going to have a, like a lending library. So will there be a page on your website where people can see kind of like what books are, are, um, in-house and available? We are working on that.
2: We've mm-hmm. been using the, it's called Libib, mm-hmm. uh, which is an app where you can just curate your own personal uh, you know, library mm-hmm. and it just kind of scans and everything. And they do have a larger platform where you could do kind of a membership thing where we would check in and out the books, which okay. would only prove difficult for the ones that don't have the scannable barcodes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot that don't have that surprisingly, uh, but there are, uh, I think, stickers or different barcodes that we could create for it, you know, or just look it up. So, we are trying to, you know, make it so that we can do that. So, then we would link that Libib account to the website, Facebook, you know, probably pen it, to the tops of the social media so that it is something people could go in and see. Mm-hmm. You see, I have a copy of something and you're coming from, you know, somewhere you could call me up and say, Hey, will you hold it? Like, I really want to come in. I can't, haven't been able to find this anywhere to borrow or, uh, and you know, we'll do things like that. And looking about tying actually a library membership separate than the beer membership mm-hmm. where you would make a donation annually to be able to be a part of the lending library. Okay. Uh, and Those we would use into, I'm trying to figure out a name to create a 501C3. Uh, I believe it'll be based around like my grandmother. She's the one who got me into books and always took me to the libraries. And so we will make sure that those funds are used each year at like Title I schools, which are low-income schools Mm -hmm. in Florida. Or if the school is not Title I, they still have ABC programs where those children just fit into that lower-income family.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that if the school hosts a book fair, then we would provide them book bucks so that they could actually walk away with a book.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. Doing PTA for nine years, hosting the book fair, they make every single kid, regardless, go through and make a wish list. And so many of them, you know, are like, don't even look or they're sad. They're like, well, I know I can never buy a book. So what's the point of even having to go through this? And it just right. it breaks their heart, you know, and then. They usually will try to give them like the $2 books and I'd rather them, you know, be able to get like a book. And I think that could be really cool and a way to honor my grandmother and to continue to give back to the schools like I have for the past nine years.
0: Yeah. You know, Andrea, I would reach out um, and I know this sounds cheesy, but I would reach out to Dally Parton's foundation and see if she would be interested in donating to that as well. She does so much for schools of such an enormous caliber. It mm-hmm. it's and it's never to the well-off schools. It's no. to the schools who actually need it. Um yeah. I, I think that might be really an awesome if even just an email to her, she mm-hmm. really would reach out, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, you're right, Karen. She does a lot of, um, she works a lot with like the low income um, families in and around Tennessee. Um, And I think she actually has like a book book, I don't know exactly what it's called, but books are issued to low-income families for their children mm-hmm. um, throughout a period of time, if I if I am remembering correctly.
0: Several a year per mm-hmm. child or something, per child in need, mm-hmm. something to that effect.
2: Definitely wouldn't hurt to ask. I mean, how cool would it be to get a stamp of approval from Dolly Parton's foundation? So. Right? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: It's a big stamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> <a> double stamp. <laughs> okay, so we asked about your favorite book. What about your favorite beer that you are currently brewing? I love our
2: Kolsch. I can't even remember when I found out about Kolsch's, probably only in the last few years of going to homebrew events, not even like beer festivals where it's already established breweries and bars is that has started making a comeback. It's a German beer um, based out of based on beer that came out of Cologne and they're very particular there. It's very awesome. It has this, I, I love watching the the shows about it as I got more into it of, of how they run the things over there and It's just this nice, clean, crisp beer. It's got a little bitterness like on the finish, but there's Mm -hmm. just something so refreshing in it for me that that's just one of my really big go to styles. And Simon, you know, obviously found out about that working together and stuff. And so he has started uh, brewing that over and over until we can nail down. And he did really, really well. We had a whole group of people at, uh, the last beer festival we went to, who gave us kudos because they said they go to Cologne every single year and that we've had the closest to the traditional Kolsch that they've ever tried at any brewery or home brew or anything otherwise. In the wow, city.
0: how fantastic.
2: Yeah, that felt really good. That was, that was very, very nice.
1: That's awesome.
0: Th- I mean, you can't get
1: better feedback than that.
2: Right. Yeah. People who know, people who Mm -hmm. go. Yes. And people have asked if we'll do Kolsch days. Like there's a a very specific way they serve it over there. They're pretty much served in, you know, taller skinny glasses. I believe it's about just only 10 ounces at a time. Mm -hmm. They have these giant carrying trays where they're able to carry like 30 something of them at a time. Oh, and you go and you get this little coaster. And they put your beer down and they little, they just put a little hash mark on it. And they just keep bringing them and bringing them and bringing them until you put your and marking off the little slashes until you're done or want to break. Then you just put your coaster on top of the beer and they'll leave you alone for a while. And I heard they also, you know, give you grief if you ask for water. They ask if you want soap <laughs> and your towel to go with it. Um, it's a, a very, you know, people have to go there. It's you've got to be ready to drink. Yeah. We did get to experience some of that at a local bar down here. They haven't done it since. I'm going to guess they probably went broke serving uh, me and Chris and my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> so we were there for quite a while, and it was just so cool to just couldn't stop.
1: <laughs> sterical. <laughs> so, so Simon's figured out the secret to Kolsch. So, what else is is planned for the for the menu?
2: And right now, funny enough, he kind of has a lot of the German styles. We do have a Vienna lager that is very well received. Uh, Marzen, which is very popular Oktoberfest beer, is where well as a Dunkel. But I believe we will have the Marzen at all times Mm -hmm. because that is Chris's favorite beer. And what else we have? A very Mild and mellow IPA, he's just kind of getting into testing a lot of those recipes. And unfortunately, his mead and cider can't come with us since we're not a winery. Okay. Even for ciders and meads, you have to have winery. And even though you could bring in the equipment, it has to be in a separate space. And that's just not feasible in the space we are now. Mm-hmm. Maybe out of our space, it's something we could add later. hmm because, yeah, everybody loves his his Meads Insider. They go very well-received. Let's see. What else have we had? I know the last time we went to a beer fest, we had, like, 12 beers. So, I don't know why I can't remember them now. But I know where we're lacking at the moment is he really needs to figure out, you know, uh, heavier IPAs as well as starting to get in with stouts. Okay. And. Yeah, I think we'll stay away from sours. <laughs> They're really harsh on your equipment. And at that point, we and will... And your make- tummy. Yes. <laughs> so for that, we'll probably bring in outside beer, okay. uh, but only from other local Florida breweries, at mm-hmm. least to start and try to keep it. So at least it's still Florida craft beer that you'll be getting for things that we can't
1: make on site. Okay, That's
0: great. That's great, not only for you, but for breweries in the area.
1: Right. So so that actually brings up another question that just popped in my head. So if you're going to be carrying other breweries beer, will they be serving yours?
2: No, not not until we can get into the distribution. So that goes into what I was talking about, all those licenses and fees that you have to pay. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't. That's for doing distribution out, but do, bringing it in, then that's just, you know, hooking up with a distribution company. You know, I think they have three or four down here mm-hmm. that you can work with. And people have said to kind of work with all of them because they all have different breweries they're linked up with mm-hmm. and just bringing it in. So it's a, it's a there's still a fee, but it, it's very minimal that we would have to do Okay,
1: for that. Huh. Well, I yeah. mean... I knew there was a lot that would go into this like, but I mean, even even just that piece is seems sounds complicated to me.
0: The whole beer, liquor, wine. It's all separate blows my mind Mm because, yeah, I'm not a very big drinker Mm -hmm. unless I'm out somewhere paying for it. Then I like to (laughs) like to get my drink on it. It's just when it's so good. And you have a good bartender and it just goes down so easily. Yes, that's what makes it so delicious. Mm-hmm. So to a a non-drinker, I mean, I, I do like my drink, but somebody who hasn't done the whole homebrew, uh, microbrew uh, aspect of, beverage drinking, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest for somebody who's just for a first-timer? Because I will be coming down to visit my sister Mm -hmm. very soon. And of course, we're going to come see you. So um, I'm wondering, what would you suggest if I sat down at the bar and I said, I'm going to sit over here and read a smutty novel. (laughs) I need something (laughs) to go with it. So this is interesting because
1: Karen does not drink beer. I don't know that I've ever seen my sister drink a beer.
2: Huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's where it kind of goes into of something that we will be carrying. I guess, oh, that is one that was on the list. He is working on a Pilsner mm-hmm. um, okay. and a, a very light one. So I would say that's more for uh, people who are more familiar kind of with something light like a Mick Ultra or a Bud Light, but with better flavor. Mm-hmm. It's still just a nice, smooth, crushable, you know, beer. Like if it's hot out if you're doing yard work, like that would be the beer that you would want to, you know, take off your shelf
0: if you bought some to go. And yes, that's exactly the perfect time for a good beer. Well, there's always time for a good beer, but Yes. I yeah. would drink a beer if I'm doing yard work because it seems like nothing mm. quenches my thirst like that. And it it hits the spot. But yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. because well, to we'll go have into a place like that. Yeah, yeah, to go into a place like that and not know what mm-hmm. you might be okay with is kind of that causes a panic. And then I really yeah. need to drink something. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I, totally I know get that. certainly Andrea. I've been with you at places where I'm like, okay, here's what I normally drink. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know the proper name for everything. And this is you know a while back, right? But I didn't know the proper name for like what you know what's a Pilsner? What's a stout? Like what's I, like I knew the only thing I really knew besides a a normal light beer was like an IPA, but anything other than that, I was like, I don't know. What's that supposed to taste like? I don't know. Is that heavy? Is it too much? Is it like thicker or, you know? Um, so I I certainly think that that's, you know, for me, that's a a gap in knowledge.
2: Yes. I, I mean, I started out there as well, you know, going in. I remember being meek and kind of not knowing what I liked. And you have some breweries that are really great with it. They're like, all right, well, sit down. Let's go. We're going to taste some beers and see Mm -hmm. what you like, you know, and then figure out which ones you think you like. And then we can do a flight. But And that's kind of the thing we want to do is some don't allow you like some tiny sample like sips for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will allow a few. Uh, which is nice because if you're you're trying to explain what there is and what they're what's different about them and what what it can compare to and it's it's definitely a lot to learn. I'm still learning a lot all the time there's beers that pop up that I never even knew what it was or if it existed, what the flavor profiles are supposed to be mm-hmm. or anything else so it's difficult where I'm like, oh well, it's good, but i I don't know what to compare it to because I'm not sure I ever had the style beer before mm-hmm. so we also try to like go to you know, total wine, and you know places like that <clears throat> get some to goes just randomly off shelves of different things, just to try other styles and kind of spread out and learn a little bit more. And it can be overwhelming, and that's what I'm hoping that I will bring to the table from the bad experiences that I had when I was trying out was never to make somebody feel like they're you know, oh, if you don't know what you want, you're wasting. My-. You know, I was told many times like, mm-hmm. there's the menu; it, it tells you enough on it. Just You know, let me know what you want. I'll Mm -hmm. be back. And then they would go somewhere else, especially if it's not busy. Like, I would, even if it was busy for me, I would still take the time and make sure someone understands what they're getting, what they're trying, and not feel rushed and made to feel like, you know, oh, you don't know beer, you don't belong here.
1: Right. Because here's the reality, right? Like, it seems to me that what you're trying to put together is an experience versus just a bar. Right. So, you know, if you're trying to put together an experience, there's a certain way that you want people to feel and it's it's not discomfort or like they don't belong um, because they don't know the difference between a pilsner and a stout. Right. And I think that makes a big difference. And I think that also broadens the
0: audience. I have to interrupt for a second. Mm. I have a very loud snoring dog behind me, and I can hear it reverberating through my headset. Oh, I
1: can't hear it. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) It's big, fat belly. No, I think you're good. I think you're good. I can't hear it. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I just I, I thought, oh my god, somebody's gonna think I'm snoring and it's not me. <laughs> so I, bored. I was like, oh, I better better set the record straight real quick. <laughs> so sorry, my big fat chunky dog back here <laughs> is snoring because I fed his fat belly before I sat down. He does look like a walrus, but Aww. come on, he's adorable though. He's a he's, good boy. He's gorgeous. I'm sorry. I'll cut this out. I just. I, <laughs> I just was so embarrassed. Oh, hey, I this is think real life. Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" Thank a <laughs> fat dog snoring in the background. Okay, thank you.
2: It could make this recording better. No, yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love dogs, right? He's so he's so sweet. He's a he's a big baby. Okay, so I'm gonna talk for a minute. So yeah, sure. go for it. Jeez. so yes when I come in I definitely want to have the the you don't have to like break it down and just say Karen this is what you want to try tonight Mm -hmm. and I'm cool with that because you know so many people don't take the time to to get to know their uh clientele Mm -hmm. or um and you make the money off those who are coming in and they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to do something. I've never had this. Let's see. Instead mm-hmm. of those ones who sit and hang out for five hours and order three drinks in five hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely would come in and drop a chunk of change um, trying to figure out what I like. A couple flights will do the trick.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I think it does. Like I said, I think it all comes down to how you feel in the place. Like, you know, if it's a cozy, welcoming environment versus someone who's just trying to pump drinks out, right, it's definitely a different feel. Um, And I think, to me, the theme overall seems very inviting and friendly,
2: definitely the goal and i know that has been i think i would say one side on that other business owners would say could be on a negative Mm -hmm. is what about those people who are occupying a you know a paid seat for hours just you know reading and and or the ones that don't drink beer you know we do plan to have um, a red wine and a white wine on tap on a on keg not of ours of course. And then some craft sodas. And I really want to get cold brew on tap. Mm. Heard so many great things about it. And it's a way for somebody to be able to still have, you know, coffee without me having to have, you know, a coffee machine Mm -hmm. and all kinds of other stuff.
0: Cold brew uh, is so nice. And and you might look into that Javi stuff. It's highly, highly concentrated. That's all I drink. I I don't drink a hot coffee ever. Um, Cold brew is just so rich. And delicious. And with with flavor pumps, people go gaga for it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's Florida, so it's almost always hot.
1: So Mm -hmm. a nice,
2: cold, you know, delicious tasting coffee can't hurt. No, not
1: at all. I'm a recent convert to uh, cold brew. Um, I still will drink hot and I will still brew my own. Um, But I I will say like, cold brew is something special and I just recently learned like probably in the last month that places have cold brew on tap I'm like what now Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have Karen and I have an uncle who had like a kegerator and I'm thinking like can I get a kegerator but with a cold brew how do I make that happen
2: (laughs) yes actually you can (laughs) Yeah. I, would, I, I might
1: would look that. into that.
2: <laughs> yep. You just have to have the right pieces. And instead of like CO2, you would have to have nitrous but and different mm-hmm.
1: tap faucets, but it's definitely doable. I'll have to talk to Ryan about that. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be on board. <laughs> right? I'm like, sure, babe, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So what else do you want our listeners to know? Oh, I don't know. I just want people to know.
2: Hopefully, you know, I'm creating a, a place where you know people will will feel safe and welcomed, no matter who or what they are and what beer they drink or don't drink. And um, yeah, I, I've already been talking to the local colleges around. I've been uh, somebody's reached out to me actually from them. They're excited to come and study and drink and you know the ones that are over twenty one. And, you know, we plan to have a lot of fun events. I mean, Kelly knows I love my karaoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great singer, but I love that shit. I don't know what it is. And we love trivia nights and mm-hmm. live music and just try to bring, you know, a really nice experience to Dade City. Um, in the evenings and definitely on Sundays, you would think you've walked into a ghost town in, in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And so we're hoping to, to kind of change that liven it up a little bit and bring something for the family, you know, all ages of families, uh, especially in the weekends, Sunday, you know, we're looking into stuff that could be, you know, more of a, a family kind of enticement and then possibly on evenings though, having it to where at a certain time it does become 21 and up so that people don't feel like they have, you know, a bunch of uh, kids around when they're trying to, t- to listen to music and, just have a beer and maybe just have some time with your spouse or your friend or whoever it is that you, mm-hmm. you know, or by yourself just to sit back and, and there not be distractions and hope just anybody's around, they come and they try it and please know that I'm a very open and.
0: I know that about you. Yeah. So, <laughs> like
2: you know, if there's feedback, if there's something you like, something you don't like, if you have an idea, I'm open to hear anything mm-hmm. um doesn't mean i'm going to use it but uh there's a chance i could use a piece of it i, I don't fully know exactly what i'm doing so if anybody has any suggestions i am wide open to any of that um, plus it's just to chat i'm a very open free-spirited person um so no matter who you are i'm sure we could have a really nice conversation if that's what you're looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited for you. Okay. This this is one of those times uh in our lives. And and I and I'm not asking how old you are, but I can guess. Um that I, I think we come into ourselves and and kind of we're not as afraid to make those jumps into something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just so thrilled that you're doing this and I the theme is just so much fun. If there's anything that you, I'm a freak about finding weirdness. So if there's anything that you need or that you can think of, I could probably find it for you. Oh, good to know. (laughs) I do like the weird, Kelly. I got
2: some weird (laughs) stuff in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely on the weird, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 41 uh my son graduated high school last year he's going to be going into the military soon actually he'll officially take the family name tomorrow actually he'll take my husband's last name um and then he can move forward with the military and then our daughter's 13 and likes to be very independent so this just it felt like a, a good time to kind of mm-hmm. fill in some holes that i'm going to have in my heart here soon yeah so, give me something to focus on so I, it, it mentioned my mental health a few times is that way I don't, I don't get too low. It Mm -hmm. gives me something else to focus on than children.
0: And you know, when, when he's enlisted, there's a lot of mother and family sites on Facebook. A lot of, a lot of first time moms of military guys who get together and do all kinds of Uh, Events do all kinds of plans for when they're coming back after basic, after their deployments. I have a good girlfriend whose son is leaving in two weeks. So all the moms went out and made t-shirts and they're like, um, first time deployment. And like the, it looks like an ID badge first time deployment mom. Uh, Because they say when their son goes or their child goes, they're going with, because Mm -hmm. they're they're always constantly on their mind about what's going on and how is he doing, and I I just think there's a lot of support out there because that's got to be a bit harsh. It's it's a double-edged
2: sword. There's the part where I'm really looking forward to who he becomes and everything he can do. I think he's a pretty cool kid already, Mm -hmm. but uh, he definitely needs to to grow and hopefully not leave me forever. <laughs> it'll be it'll be really hard. I was a single mom for a while, so he was all I had for a few years. So um it, this this is yeah, this is why I'm I need something else to bring my focus
0: to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I feel for you. Uh I'm sure that that's is going to be difficult, but you've yeah. got this. This is a new baby. Yes, yeah. so there was something Christina said. Um, she called her book that she's working at her oh, book, Julie. baby, Julie. Yeah, Julie. her book, baby. Christina is her sister. Yeah. her book, baby, and I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it. So this is your bar, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big step. Going to take a lot of your time and attention. I think yeah. that's an awesome way to think of it. Yeah. So we are
1: going to link to your social media when we do our posts when this goes live. But for anyone listening, where can they find you on social media?
2: All of our social media is the same. It's all abl.beer. That's our website. That's how you can find us in Instagram and on
1: Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Andrea, it was A delight having you with us today and I am excited to see how this journey continues and I will be first in line opening day and as you know anything you need in the meantime obviously I'm more than willing to help out any way I can.
2: Yes of course we love that and thanks for inviting me again and yes I know that's part of the reason this is something I feel like I can do is my circle, which includes, you know, you, Kelly and Ryan, and, um, the love and support that, that we're getting is the only way that this is, you know, coming to fruition.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm very excited for you and I look forward to coming down probably not right away, but maybe right after you open. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And seeing you guys again, it's been a long time and uh, look forward to all the pictures on social media. Yep. Yep. We'll
2: try to update as much as we can until we get to that opening point. And yeah,
0: look forward to seeing you
2: and, you know, maybe converting you to some craft beer. Awesome. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm
1: game. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Andrea. Karen?
0: Yes you want to wrap it? Okay. So I just want to close out today with saying thank you to everybody who has been listening. This is our 30th episode and Andrea, it has been such a treat hearing from you today. And we look so forward to your brewing library themed, uh, business venture and, um, just so proud of you because it is such a big step. Mm -hmm. And, and I hope that, uh, you do use that and reach out to your friends and family when you are feeling stressed. Uh, you have so much on your plate right now, but you are such a creative and unique soul that anything you touch is going to just come alive with uniqueness. Um, Thank you again for being with us today. And I want to say, take care of you and your sister. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you again. Thanks, Thanks, ladies.
1: Thanks for joining us on another episode where my sister is your sister. I'm Kelly here with my sister, Karen. Don't forget to subscribe and share wherever you listen to your podcasts. Take care of you and your sister.